2: Thank you for this special edition of Bards Logic Political Talk, the Grassroots Conversation. And tonight we have a special guest on from California, and that is Dr. Paul Danuka, uh, running for as uh, for the Assembly Member District One in California. And we will have him in uh, very shortly. But first, uh, another resident of California is one of our. Uh, panelists and guests, uh, that is Kelly Mordecai, and let's go ahead and uh, bring Kelly on. Uh, Thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
3: Oh, I am so excited. I am so excited to get Dr. Paul Danuka on the show, and I know he's really busy. We're lucky to have him for 20 minutes. You know, maybe maybe if you could squeeze him one more time, he's going to do some more campaigning tonight, so he's serious about doing this. I'm just so excited because, you know, he's an independent, but just a little bit about him. He's a doctor from Reading. And he's running for the first assembly district of California, which is uh, basically 11 counties. And he has competition from uh, the Democrat at Betancourt, Megan Dahl, who is a Republican candidate. And for the primary, he only has to come in second because it's a runoff state now. So the top two vote-getters in the primary um, compete in the general election in November. And so on January 14th, I heard that he was uh, speaking. And uh, speaking at the local tea party meeting, I'm like, well, I'll go check him out. And I was I was stunned. I really like this guy. And uh, so after he speaks, um, he was just very humble, a very humble guy He really cares about people. I mean, obviously being a doctor and all, but so the microphone, I got up there, and I had to tease him. I said, hey, you know, you got some bad news for you, Dr. Uh, Dr. Paul. You can't be a politician. And the room went dead silent. It's like yeah, you can't be a politician because you're humble, and so the room busted well, up in, in laughter.
2: Oh, and even on his website, I mean, it, it does state, you know, I humbly ask for your vote and support. So it's, it's right there, uh, you know, on his website. Uh, go ahead, Kelly.
3: Yeah, so he's you, you put the bio up on the Barge Logic page, and it's on his Facebook page too, Dr. Paul Banuca. And uh, one of the things that excites me is he's an independent or running as NPP. And I am like woohoo, you know, because I'm excited because, you know, being a libertarian, I went third party years ago. I'm thinking about going independent, but independent party. But the dualopoly is just really hurting America. We've seen all the division lately. But anyway, but he is electable. Now I want to run some numbers here. Okay, this is what's exciting. And see, this is serious. He is electable. By the way, the number two party in California now is the affiliation of no party preference. Being with Watch the Vote USA, I know how to get the stats on the registered voters looking at the 11 counties. Actually, it's eight full counties, three counties where it partially splits the constituency. But anyway, running the number spreadsheet, by straight percentages, Democrat, 29.1%, Republican, 405 and third parties, 30.4%, which means he can still come in second place in the primary, coming up here early in March. So but if 30% of the Republicans are Tea Party minded or maybe you know uh, Liberty Caucus type Republicans, if 30% of those go over to and it looks like I'm seeing uh, a lot of support by Tea Party members, um, wh- what I can see here the percentage in the primary Democrat 29, Republican 28.4, and third parties 42.5. Now of course my number crunching, uh, I exclude the Green Party and the Pizza and Freedom Party. I'm sorry, I mean the Peace and Freedom Party. So he is electable, folks. This is just really excited, exciting. And I came across some endorsements. You can see that on his webpage again. But here's, there are a number of endorsements he has, and, and a few caught my eye. Okay, Well, of course, one is a Sierra County uh, supervisor, Jim Beard, a retired city manager from Reading, And that's a really tough job in Reading there, city manager Mike Warren. And then I came across Mark Baird. Oh, my gosh, endorsement from Mark Baird. He started the State of Jefferson movement. There's 22 counties wrote a declaration to Sacramento saying, we're done. We want to become our own state. You don't represent us. Louise Galato, she's a Tea Party leader, also a former member of Siskiyou Waters Users Association. And the one that really caught my eye when I saw it, Tom McCulley, He's the former mayor of Fort Jones. I personally know Tom. And when um, Brian Dahl was running, Tom McCauley really supported Brian Dahl just years ago. But he turned out Went for the Senate. His wife replaced him in a special election back in November. Tom McCulley is not supporting Megan Dahl, the competitor to Dr. Paul. I'm just, I'm, I'm like, wow. So this, this list is really exciting. I'm seeing signs popping up all over Waikiki to support Dr. Danuka. So he, he loves the Constitution, from what I see, and. He loves his country, loves the North State, State of Jefferson idea, and being a doctor, can finish the thought of who he cares for. So we are lucky to have him for a short time tonight, as he's also campaigning later. He's taking his job serious to get elected. So with that said, let's let, let's let the man speak.
2: Okay, let's go ahead and uh, bring him in, and I'll, I'll have a few questions, and then you know, we'll open the questions up if there's time uh, to other folks uh on the line, especially if you're, you know, calling from California, we definitely want to get you in if we if we do have time, because I know the time is limited. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, get him in right now. Thank you very much, uh, uh, Doctor uh, Danuka. How are you tonight? Oh, Doctor uh,
0: uh,
2: Danuka, I got your your mic there. Are you are you there?
3: No, I talked to him before the show. I know he's coming on. So
2: No, I've got yeah, I've got him here. Um
3: having technical difficulties hitting mute, hit mute, unmute.
2: Okay, maybe uh let me try. Okay, I've got a couple um I've got a couple Skype uh, callers, but I, get, uh, I don't know if he's calling from Skype or
3: uh, – Maybe he's having some technical problems. Hello, Dr. Danuka. Okay, let me
2: uh... – Okay, let me uh, – you go ahead, Kelly, and I'll get some – do some, uh, some green rooming here. Uh, so let me go ahead and see we can – oh, uh, we can get real quick. Uh, go ahead, Kelly. Uh, tell us All a little right, bit more so... about what's going on there in California.
3: Yeah, okay, so – Well, we got all sorts of issues in California, and uh, when I heard him speak, I asked him a question, you know, do you understand your investigative powers as an assemblyman? He said, yes. Well, okay, do you have a hit list, like maybe the top three uh, state agencies you would like to investigate? And he did mention several, and so he's very concerned about the – very concerned about how California is running. Other questions, he filled a, a number of questions very well. You know, just on the spot, there you go. And I I think the thing that wins a lot of people over this long list of endorsements. I think what wins people over is simply his his humility. Um, He wants to help people, and so yeah, like you're saying right there, it is on his Facebook and his website. I humbly ask for your vote and support, and he means that. So anyway, um, you know, the North State is is quite large. He his geographical area is over. Uh, well, it's larger than nine of the eastern states. That's how big his uh, – because there's only 80 assemblymen per the state constitution. And so he he expressed that he wants to have a field office in every county. Um, and so what surprised me is he showed up, okay? <laughs> he showed up, okay? So Brian Dahl showed up years and years ago, but now when people around here, they say – uh, Brian Dahl. Brian who? Brian who? What? Who? Brian who? Because he doesn't show up. I haven't seen many Megan. I don't know if I've seen, you know, I've seen a couple of Megan Dahl signs. Um, but it would be nice if she were to come up here. What about Betancourt? I mean, you know, Siskiyou County alone is larger in land area than Delaware or Rhode Island. I mean, I even, you know, so Dr. Paul's been putting in the effort to show up. And he's hit a number of other counties and, uh, so it's you know showing up is like half the battle. So that that is a good feeling. Um, is he is he able to make it yet?
2: Well, I uh, thought uh, I went through a few uh, calls here, and maybe he's having some uh, difficulties with the phone because I did see uh, the number, uh, you know, his number on here. And There we go. It, it, let's go ahead and uh, open his mic. And may may have had some some troubles with uh, getting in, but uh, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Danuka. How are you tonight?
4: I'm wonderful. Thank you, Robert. Can you hear me now?
2: Oh, I can hear it now. Great. Yeah, we, uh, we're we looking through some okay. numbers here because I knew some people call in from Skype. And so I didn't know whether you uh, were calling me from Skype or your regular number or, or what have you. When, and when the Skype caller comes in, I mean, all I get is a bunch of ones on my oh. <laughs> screen there. Okay. Uh, so so uh,
1: was,
2: yeah. anyway, well, let's go ahead and get, get it started. Thank you for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
4: Thank you very much, Robert, for giving me the opportunity to be on the show. And thank you very much, Kelly, for a very generous introduction. It's uh, very gracious for you to invite me. And uh, I could hear you guys from the very beginning, but unfortunately, somehow my voice didn't go through. So uh, I'll jump right in if you allow me.
2: Uh, Yes, certainly. Go ahead. Uh, One of the things I I ask all candidates uh, when they come onto the show, uh, because I think it's it's an important question, is, is why are you running?
4: so let me give you my background so that uh, your audience can understand why i'm running i was born in india and uh, 24 years ago i moved to united states uh, with the, my daughter she was just born and i wanted her to have a better life and i moved here with just 100 dollar in my pocket i walked uh, this man, uh, length of manhattan in a blizzard just to save 50 on subway tickets so I could get a pizza, because that was really important for me to get something in my belly when I was hungry, and I didn't have any more money. However, I have been in Shasta County for the last 14 years, and life has been very generous. My wife, who's a physician, and uh, I have raised over three children here, the two dogs, and uh, we have... Uh, been extremely successful with beyond our wildest imagination. Financially, we ha- I have been elected chief of medical staff by doctors at two of the largest regional hospitals. We have uh, created many businesses, uh, 80 plus jobs, helped treat 100,000 plus patients. And life has been really, really blessing to us. And everything we have got is from this place the story belongs not to us, but to America. We are just actors in it. Country and the community in North State has been very generous to us. So we have kind of tried to give back, supporting uh, churches, schools, museums, planetariums. However, we feel that we need to give it back to the community and to the country, which has given us so much. And that's why we are ready to do our civic duty of participating in our republic, constitutional republic, which demands that we be the custodian of the liberty and the constitutional protection of natural rights given to us. And that's why we are running, because we feel that we, at this point we need to go beyond the party lines and unite people, which is the major problem we have right now, and also bring the control of our life back to our own hands to the local people out of control of lobbyists or states so that's why we're running
2: well we are certainly you know get behind that we've you know we've always you know since 2012 you know would like to see more uh, introduction to independent you know candidates you know we've we've interviewed many of those including uh, constitution party back in 2012 uh, we interviewed uh, Virgil Good, who was actually a, a presidential candidate for the party, but uh, uh, for the Constitution Party. You know, I see on uh, your website you have five of your, you know, priorities, and uh, mm-hmm. just and you know, we'll just go from top down and, and tell me why these uh, major your priority lists. and those include uh, starting from one to five, protecting it against wildfires, ending homelessness, which we see is getting rampant in California, bringing jobs and economic opportunity back to Northern California. Uh, reducing our tax burden, and uh, safety and security. Uh, and I think I might uh, and then, yeah, reduce high cost of health care and lack of access to health care. So why are those your top six of importance?
4: So these are priorities which are, which are common to all of us average, as average citizen. What we want for ourselves is safety, security, shelter, food on the table, education for the children, and jobs. And liberty, and we want the same thing for our neighbors, and we want the same thing even for our stra- for the strangers even. So these are the common challenges we have in our life and common desires. The wildfire. My family was evacuated during the last wildfire in Car in the middle of night, and when they took shelter with somebody in uh, just outside the town, they, no one asked them which party they belong to or what ideology they had, they just gave them shelter. Ours is a generous community and we need to make sure that things like car fire, camp fire, they don't happen and we need to hold the utilities, large utilities accountable, which have uh, uh, frankly been more focused on uh, their own profits, shareholders' uh, compensation, or giving money to both the political parties and all the politicians, including our own assembly people and Senate people. So that's the number one thing. But homelessness, you know, our establishment politicians on their watch, Golden State has been turned into a homeless state. And with that comes all the problems of public health crisis, safety and security crisis. Um, I have several businesses, and it's sometimes it's a frankly, uh, heartbreaking to see them, homeless people. But at the same time, sometimes it becomes a security issue too. So we need to reduce the building cost. California has such, such a high building cost because of excessive regulations, zoning, building requirements. Plus, California has such a huge budget surplus. Some of it needs to come back to the counties to subsidize the uh, facilities in county and reduce the burden on counties. And then we also need mental health and substance dependence treatment facilities. So those are the two top issues. Uh, And, you know, of course, uh, the job and economy, without that, you can't fix homelessness. So we need to have the economy grow. And I know how to do it. I have been an entrepreneur. However, the state restricts us so much that we are unable to live as we want, as is the best for our requirements. Now, we don't go to LA or San Francisco and tell them how to live. I don't want them to be telling us how to live either. They want to control our water, our land, our industry, as if it's their playground. But for us, it's our home. We need to have the autonomy.
3: Well, well said, Doctor Paul. I was going to say that's a great quote. Yeah, you Thanks. might,
2: yeah, you might want to use that quote. It's their playground, but our home. I, I like that. It's a great quote.
3: Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Joey, but what, what what do you think about the state of Jefferson idea?
4: So, what we have lost here is an effective representation. Effective representation without that, our republic promise is lost, and the people are tired of being controlled by the politicians out of the area. And the state of Jefferson is all about that effective representation. We need that. So there are a lot of people who are fighting for it and it's something which uh, is gonna happen unless people in California and Sacramento wake up. So that's the thing which we need to focus on effective representation. So the state of Jefferson or State of whatever you call it, the bottom line is going to be that we need effective representation. We have lost that right now. Right now, a senator can only if they talk with every person in the their district. They can only spend seven seconds per person if they call nonstop ten hours a day for the whole year. That is not an effective representation. Well, let, me, uh, let
3: me let me speak on that for a second. Uh... So, the state constitution 80 assemblymen, it's right there in the constitution of California. That means there are a half a million people for one state house assemblyman. Compete with a half a million people for an assemblyman's time. You go to the state house senate, there's 40. That yep. means you're competing with a million people for the attention of a state house senator. Special interests um, really like this because they'll get the attention of a state house rep, because they'll help fund the
4: campaign. So what's some of your thoughts on that? That's exactly what's happening right now. If you see our representatives, they don't come and visit us. And they're very uh, they are very arrogant about it. They just openly say, well, we don't have time for that. Why? Because we are busy. We have been building relationship in Sacramento. Frankly, I'm I'm kind of tired of that approach. It's kind of embarrassing for our representatives to openly say that they should be reelected or elected because they're part of establishment and they have a strong relationship with the special interest people. And they're very openly saying that this and they're on record saying that, well, other people just complain because they can't raise the money. And the result is they are never amongst the people. They don't build relationship with us. They have denied, they have refused to come for any public forums. Every town I have gone to, People say, "Well, you're the first one we have seen." So that's that's what is happening. We need to change that.
2: And and, and last question I've got before uh, we'll open it up. If you have some time, I know I know we're limited on time. You got another, uh, I believe, campaign event you got to go to. Uh, so and then if, for the callers, I know we've got plenty out there, but if you can only those who are from California, if they have any questions, if we can get them in uh, this this evening on our interview here, uh, push the one on your number dial, we'll get you into the show. Uh, But again, because limited time from California, only those uh, at least right now with the guest, you know, push one number dial, those from California. My last one is, just tell us uh, what differentiates yourself uh, from other candidates, uh, Dr.
4: Danuka? So the number one i am for uniting people i have support from every spectrum of politics and the economy ranging from those who consider themselves right for, to those who consider left and everything in between in economic spectrum from uh, from any any uh, health sector real estate construction logging you name it the reason is People are tired of what they have. That's a common denominator, plus they have faith in us. That's the second common denominator. And the reason they have faith in us is because I have no strings attached to me. I have, and this is intentional, I decided to run without a political party so that I'm not answerable to any political bosses. I'm not taking any PAC money or any special interest money, it's all funded by us and by our friends and families and neighbors and the voters in the district. And the reason is because we don't want to have the strings attached to us. And that's a major difference that we are only beholden to the people and nobody else. And the people know that, and that's why we have such a tremendous support.
3: Hey, Robert, can you see why I like this guy?
2: You, yeah, definitely. I was, re, you know, reading through, uh, you know, doing, you know, of course, the research and looking at, you know, his bio and everything. And we certainly want to you know, wish you luck on your, your campaign and definitely get some updates on the show. But I don't want to monopolize things because, again, well, I know we got uh, some limited time. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, get at least a one or a, or a couple questions before you got to go. And, of course, you are welcome to stay as long as, you, as, you, as your time allows. But let's go ahead and bring in uh, Suzette. She's from California. Uh, and She may have some questions or comments. So thank you very much, Suzette, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
5: Good evening, thank you. I'm well, and good evening, gentlemen, Dr. Danuka, uh, Kelly, and Robert. (laughs) Uh, Yes, um, if I may ask a question um, about your term, what do you hope to accomplish during the time that you are in office uh, should you get elected? And if if, um, you do not accomplish what you set out to do, will you run for a higher office in order to accomplish those goals?
4: Thank you. for That's a very, very intelligent question. And the reason is uh, it goes, goes to the core of our message. So I'm a, I'm a very realistic person. I assess the ground realities. As a physician, mm-hmm. I make a diagnosis, and then I offer the best possible treatment. And my diagnosis right now is that we have lost the common unity as Americans, is in our community, and we have also lost the local control. So my plan is to lead by example, to unite people. I'm used to doing this. I lead the teams of different opinion people, bring them together around a table and make them have a common decisions, common consensus decision. And then Once we, without any strings attached, people will know that we have zero personal agenda and it's all the people's agenda. And once we have that, we lead by example. So you will see many other people following the suit. And my plan would be to encourage that. So not just in our North State, but in the rest of California, people rise up and follow that. I'm building a stage for other people to come on and create something even more important than I am doing, which is that this should be replicated throughout the state. That's what my plan is. Then of course we have some uh, course, we have
5: some. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, I'm sorry, go go ahead. I was just going to say, I think the people of California are hungry for something like that, that they will get on board. They just need leadership and we haven't had that in a very long time. Um one more question, if I may, before I let you go. um you had said something a little bit earlier that kind of maybe was a misspoke, i don't know a misstatement, and that was that um you said that our rights are you know given to us by the Constitution, but in actuality it's it's important for someone to know and understand and acknowledge that there is a difference that the, the Constitution and the Bill of rights and the Declaration of Independence are there to protect the rights that yes. our Creator I, has given us. So it's oh, very
4: absolutely. I'm, okay. Oh, absolutely. I, <laughs> did I misspoke? I'm sorry. I, if I misspoke about that, I'm sorry about that. But I'm very clear about that. These are natural, God-given rights to every human being, and Constitution is built to protect that. And, uh, I had a well, feeling. <laughs> well, <let's laughs> thank you for mispoke. pointing that out. Maybe yeah. I misspoke about that. I, I absolutely am very clear about that. These are God-given natural rights. No man gives it. No man can take it away. And Excellent. they belong to every human being. And constitution is a mechanism for us to have a government for our welfare, for mutual benefit, and to protect that, those natural rights from the overreach of tyranny of any man or any group of men or any government.
3: Perfect.
2: Thank you. Can we elect him today because he's going to talk? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, there's going to be Thanks. a vote, but we, we definitely want to we, we keep uh, an eye on it. And moving things along, Suzanne, thank you very much. Thank you, uh, Dr. Tanuka. We Finica. have, uh, thank you we very have much. Roger thank on the line, and Roger is, is also uh, there in California. So let's go ahead and bring in Roger. Thank you very much, Roger, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
1: I'm doing good, thank you. Um, welcome to Dr. Tanuka. I appreciate you coming on the show. It's good to hear your ideas, Um, you know, there's a lot of questions, especially with physicians going around um, taking a position on um, the protection of the people from firearms that are loose in the state and um, how, how precious or what's your thoughts on the second amendment?
4: Oh, that's the one which protects the other rights. Absolutely in the corner of second amendment. I have lived when I was born in another country, and I lived in a place where the right to own the arms and bear the arms was not a natural right, and it was only permitted by license. And you know who had the guns? Mafia and the corrupt politicians, and they were all the same. That's how they won the election, and they were going back to that. Absolutely, absolutely, Second Amendment person.
1: Great. I appreciate your time this evening and um, I am voting in this election and uh, I am encouraging um, people to find new people. There's a lot of intrinsic corruption in our government as you've seen and I appreciate the fact that you want to um, get into service for this country.
4: It's, It's my duty and together with people like you We will fix it. We will change it for better.
1: Great. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much, uh, Roger. We'll we'll keep you on the line. We'll uh, have to turn the mic off because we're going to get Pat in next. But we will keep you uh, in on. And if we have some time tonight, we'll do our hopefully maybe do a roundtable discussion. But let's go ahead and bring in Pat in. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Pat, for coming to the show. How are you tonight?
6: Very well. Thank you. I'm happy to be able to talk to the doctor. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Go ahead. I have a question. I have a question for you, and that's you are aware that the homeless situation is getting worse. Is there anything in the short term that you can see that might help solve some of this problem?
4: Yes. So uh, I did mention three approaches which we need. Uh, Reducing the housing cost by reducing the building and zoning regulations. Second was treatment, residential treatment facilities for mental and health care. But also, an important element of that is bringing part of the money back from the state. California has a $21 billion billion budget surplus. Uh, I know, but Shasta County should have like $100 million back. Siskiyou County, probably uh, tens of 20 million I don't know. I have to calculate that, but uh, a significant amount should be back. Now, it doesn't come back to us. Sacramento gets to decide how to allocate that. I would like to see that money, or at least part of it, come back to our county level so people who live here can make the decisions. They are living on the ground. They are working in the trenches. They are the people. Who can make the wisest decision with that money. So short term, I would like to see some of that back, and of course, it's going to be an uphill battle, but as you can see, I'm used to uphill battles, and I love uphill battles. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Thank, thank you. you thank
2: you, doctor. Uh, thank you very much, Pat. Again, uh, you know, we'll keep you on the on the line so you won't get hung up, uh, but I will uh, close the, the mic so we can bring in Michael. So we got Michael next. Uh, on the line so uh, let's go ahead and uh bring in michael thank you very much michael for coming to the show and this may have to be um our, our last uh cause because we want to key our you know in question we want to be able to keep in uh Danuka's timeline if you do have more time for us uh doctor that's great uh but you know we do want to be respectful of that so we'll we'll let uh you you we'll let you let us know <laughs> uh how much yeah. time you got left after after this but michael yeah. go ahead thank you very much how are you
7: yeah uh, I'm doing pretty well um so I guess you're running for the assembly district um i, I just uh I just wanted to ask you and you probably had some time with your uh you know whoever's helping you run your campaign to notice the size of the district um at least in population. the district is about five hundred thousand people um the assembly districts are in in California are only smaller than the u s house districts which in turn are really only smaller than uh, the Texas and California Senate districts, uh, Texas Senate districts are about 800,000 and the California Senate districts are at a million. Mm-hmm. Is that a bit large?
4: Yeah, I, was, I think that's uh, that's an issue right now, as you were discussing earlier, that uh, the senators and assemblymen, uh, that's the reason the senators and assembly people generally spend more money with the special interest people rather than with the average citizen in the district. And I'm traveling a lot. I have actually traveled from Aetna, Fort Jones, Bayreka, all the way down to Susanville, Loyalton, Colfax, and Truckee. Uh, I think we need to be more in the – as representatives, we need to be more amongst the people. And I, that's what I intend to do. That's what I enjoy doing. I have gone to a lot of towns, small towns, and everyone says that you're the first one we have seen in ages. That makes me sad. That makes yeah. me mad also. That makes me mad well, also. That why is that that we need to change that?
7: Well, do you think it's possible? I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a big proponent on this. I've been working on this issue for gosh, I'd have to say about 15 years. Uh, but we froze the size of the California legislature basically in 1862. I mean, it was you mm-hmm. know the legislature. I think in 1850, it was uh, 16 senators and 36 assemblymen, and they increased it because the population increased. And mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. the population in 1862 was 400,000. And the last mm-hmm. I checked, they won't say, but we have about 40 million people. And, and perhaps right. perhaps the problem is we need more than 40 senators and 80 assemblymen. What are your thoughts on that?
4: So one thing I don't want to do is increase the Politicians benefits. I mean you think look at this right now. They have such a huge amount of salary and the benefits and the pensions and all that Before we go there. I would like to reduce their salary and reduce their benefits because if you try to increase the number of Politicians without reducing their benefits. I don't think people will be ready for that So we need to reduce their power and their benefits first and then you can have more effective representation
7: well, the only thing I'd say to counter that is uh, uh, the chief of staff of the staffers for the legislature. I mean, mm-hmm. I think the, the chief of staff for the uh, for the speaker makes seventeen thousand dollars a month. So, mm-hmm. what we don't do is we don't add more reps. We add more staffers, and the staffers mm-hmm. are getting the, are getting the big salaries.
0: Uh,
4: I, so I, I, I completely agree.
7: Yeah, I I certainly agree with what you're saying that, you know, we'd have to worry if we added more reps, you know, uh, we'd have to lower their salaries. And I think salaries are set by the commission that's under Article 3, Section 8 of the California Constitution. But, you know, I mean, mean, when you look on the other side of the country, New Hampshire has one rep for every 3,000 people, and we have one rep for every 500,000 people. I'd argue Uh, that, that most of the problems in California exist because we don't really have a representative government. There is no authority that supports the idea that one person can represent half a million people.
4: I, I, I completely hear you, and those are the things which I know are a huge problem we have in California. What we need to do is show the people that how we can achieve that without increasing the cost and without increasing the power of the politicians. I want to reduce that power first.
7: Yep, that's okay. the only thing i'm seen. well i you know I, I should get off here but you know i when i bring this to people most people haven't seen it or thought about it or considered it so yep. i you know you've certainly been put I'm, on the hot seat and you've had to think about it so and i I've, and I've been i should, a
1: little. Yeah.
7: Yeah. well i appreciate your candor and and the other thing that i appreciate is you, you you saying what you say which is absolutely true you know you know when you go to a place most people will say the reps rarely come here and, and unfortunately the real truth is they don't have to once the districts get a certain size, once they get election, elected, mm-hmm. they can win. It doesn't really matter. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well, that's, anyway, that's- I, pre- I, I I appreciate your uh, your taking my call. I appreciate your efforts, uh, runner for office. Thank you,
2: very much. Yeah. Thank you very. Uh, thank you. Yep. And thank you very much, uh, Michael. We'll keep you uh, on the line, but we will mute the mic. So we'll go bring it back to you, Doctor. I know you got limited time. Uh, so, yeah. So I mean, I- do you have a few more minutes, or do you got to go, or do you have uh, at least a few minutes I- I- to kind of Give us a, you know, where where people could go to support you, you know, any closing comments you'd like to
4: do before you have to go? Yeah, so my website is danuka2020.com, D-H-A-N-U-K-A 2020.com. That would be the best way to uh, support our campaign with endorsements, volunteering, contributions, because we're only taking individual contributions. And also, uh, I would just like to say, this that uh, my message is very simple I'm not reinventing the wheel this is the same message which was there in Declaration of Independence and Constitution and subsequently through our great history what we are trying to bring back is we are trying to bring the faith back into that system people are losing hope they're losing faith they think their voice is not being heard because they can't trust politicians anymore. So we are trying to bring that morality and the faith in our form of government and we will do it. We will do it successfully. We have the research to show that we will be the leading candidate and we have done our homework. We have tremendous support and we will do it together. So I just want to ask your audience again to please Go to our website danuka2020.com and help us support us. It's a it whole village is running, and and vote for us. So thank, you. I thank
1: you,
2: thank you very much, Mona. Thank you very much yeah. for coming to the show. I'm I'm, I'm very interested in uh, you know to keep it you know keep track of your campaign, seeing how things go. Uh, definitely, you know, Kelly, if you could give us updates on you know how things are going, um, you're certainly welcome. Uh, doctor, to come back on the, on the show and, and, and let us know how things are going, and uh, we'll talk more. And again, you can get uh, his uh, website link here uh, on the show page uh, on Barge Logic Talk uh, here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, so you, I have uh, provided the link for folks there as well. Uh, so you can come, you know, come here and click on the link to get to his website. And, and yes, yeah, so it's D H A N U K A twenty twenty dot com. Well thank you very much uh for coming to the R- show. R- R- and yeah uh, again you're we're, we're welcome to come back.
4: Just D H A. D H A N U K A.
2: Right. hmm Yeah I
4: took that straight from okay. the uh from from the internet. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you Robert. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much folks. All right, thank you're welcome. You, you. And good All luck. Right. Uh, have a good night.
3: Good luck. Good night.
4: Good night. And, and go um, ahead Kelly. I mean we've
2: got uh yeah I mean we've got the program uh, the, I mean, the program can, you know, this is a special edition. Normally, for the folks who are new here, we air live on Wednesday evenings at uh, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern time, so it's 7 p.m. Uh, California time. Uh, we can go, you know, some longer uh, tonight if you'd like. Uh, we, You know, this was a special edition uh, to get uh, the candidate on. Uh, we could certainly go longer. We may not do the full three hours as we, we generally do here, but uh, there's certainly plenty. <laughs> Going on that we can talk about. We got plenty of callers that see what they want to discuss uh, as well. So go ahead, uh, Kelly. If you want to uh, give us your, you know, final thoughts on that, and we'll uh, move forward. And you, you know, go ahead.
3: Well, you can see why I like him. And I got a text from Suzette. She's like, "Yeah, I can see why you like him." And uh, I want to encourage people. You know, they can go ahead and download the show, and share with their friends on Facebook, through email, uh, through text message, what have you. And we can we can use this is a very underused technology. When you find a candidate you like, this is one of the reasons why I brought them on the show. We can download this. We can share, share, share all over the place. And how, what an opportunity for the people here in the North State or the state of Jefferson! What a wonderful opportunity for people. You know, they get this uh, email or text or what have you. They can actually meet the candidate. Oh my gosh! You know, other, other, you know, how else do you get to know him? Well, maybe word of mouth, but that's pretty big up here. But secondly, oh, gee, a TV ad. I don't know your TV ad. I'm tuning that out. Gee, you know, um, I'd watch, rather watch the Jiffy popcorn commercial. But when you have something like <laughs> this tool, okay, when you, when you have something like this tool, you get to know somebody just a, a very almost a hard personal level. So I'm just so excited to bring him here, and we'll see what the effects. And again, he is electable. I've run the numbers. It's just like, wow, you know, third party. Oh, no, the third party, they're going to crash, burn. No, he has got it. He's got the numbers. The number one party in California, of course, Democrat. Number two is NPP, no party preference. And that is from the Secretary of State's number. The third largest party is the Republicans. So, anyway, um, and, and obviously, he's going to pull a lot of Republican votes because he, he talks like a Republican, conservative. And so I I'm just really excited, you know. I, so yeah, I am I'm encouraging people on being redundant. You know, I used to work for the Department of Redundancy Department. Um oh, that's a joke, okay. But anyway, I would encourage people just yeah, share it. Download it from here. I'll get a YouTube together and download it. You can share it that way too. But I'm just encouraging people, hey, let your friends kind of hear firsthand a little bit more of an interview, and hopefully it'll spread, 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 and he'll he'll come in at least second place. And uh, anyway, all right, so Suzette, what's your thoughts? Do you like the guy?
5: Yes, I do. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. Uh, Yes, I do. I was going to um, see if you could get in touch with him so that um, maybe I can, if he has time, I can bring him on the show as well.
3: Oh, your show? Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, right. and you bring up a great point. Uh, you know, and I'm glad how you 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 said that, Kelly, where you said you know, first it's the, you know, the Democrats and the no party prevalent and the Republicans. And I think for the people who are Republicans out there, and you certainly want we always hear about you know wanting your vote to count, and, and all votes count whether you're voting for a third party. I mean, I voted for them even if you don't believe they'll be elected. But I think in in this can in this case this campaign that if you are a Republican. I know your first thought is, hey, you know, I'm going to vote for my Republican candidate. But if you want to, you know, my thought on that is if you want to vote for someone, as you pointed out, that can win, you know, if you Republicans, vote for, you know, this guy sounds like a lot of, you know, I hear a lot of background noise, and if we can mimic that out, uh, that'd be great. Um, and yes, yeah, to remute a mic or, or whatever if that's necessary. But anyway, and so I mean, if you're Republican, I mean, he, he does have a lot of views, as you point out, that sound more like Republican. But he also there's some, you know, that that sound more like Democrat. And that's one of the things I like about, you know, your your third party or your alternate parties or new party uh, candidates is that they have that aspect. So, I mean, but if you want to vote for a candidate that does mimic a lot of what you stand for, even though he's not of your party. You know, I would say in in this instance, and I do say – really mean take it case by case. But in this instance, if I, if I was a Republican, and I had a shot of vote for the Republican, or in California, not in California, but if I had a shot between looking at you know the doctor and then looking at you know the Republican, well, I get a better chance of this guy winning, so I'd like to you know give this guy my vote, so he could be in as you said the top two, or maybe even get the first spot, you know, because you'll have the independents, you get the Republicans, are like. Yeah, we know we know my guy's not going to win. I mean, for for you know, it is rare for a Republican to win in California. We all know that. So yeah, my my guy or gal's not, not got as good of a shot. So let's go ahead and throw him our uh, you know our vote with you know with him you know because he's got a, a shot and he still re- can be representative of a lot of uh, our ideals. Uh, and again, you know, we do got uh, you know plenty of time if we want to can you know continue on the show. I know with our last episode uh, we had last week we were going to. Uh, play, you know, play the State of the Union address, and we have it in its entirety. But it's about an hour and twenty minutes. And so that would actually take up, well, no, actually, uh, one part of section. But again, I don't know if I'd be able to do a full fledged show. But uh, we, we we could do that if, if people like. But that means you would just be sitting, <laughs> listening to the State of the, the Union for the the whole entirety. But we'll we'll see if we'll do that for tonight or uh, another evening. Because it might be a couple evenings. Because next week speaking of candidates we do have uh another candidate next week uh who is going to be on uh on the show and that is uh a um, okay i had the, <laughs> the thing up here his website but he's a uh, Daniel Burke uh and he's running for senate now he's running on the other end of the other end of the country he's running for Delaware <laughs> so uh no not Delaware New, i'm sorry uh New Jersey, who's running? Uh, you know, somewhere out East Coast. I I can't believe I'm forgetting to get all these people on. Uh, but yeah, that's next week, and I'm I'm looking forward to having him on, uh, on the show, uh, next week. He's he's also on, uh, you know, Facebook as well. So we'll we'll put more information out, uh, for the general we have next week. Uh, but Kelly, go ahead if you know, if you have any more comments. again, we have uh, you know, plenty of folks here. Uh, still on, so I mean we could conti- you know continue on. I know uh, part of what uh, the show tonight is going to be, you know you're going to work on some things. You may be able to find it on uh, YouTube. Uh, so Kelly, if you want to tell more about more people where they'd be able to find it on YouTube, that'd be great.
3: Yeah, well that's kind of to be determined. <laughs> I've done YouTube, but I'll anyway. All right, but I did want to you know, and I'm, it's too bad that uh, a number of people probably hit one and they wanted to talk, but he, you know, Mr. Danuta, we were taking Californians first, so. Anyway, so he had to go great, um, but he's working hard at this campaign, so that means he, he believes himself he can win. About winning, okay? You were mentioning you know, uh, people wanting to vote Republican or not. Or they don't want to vote third party. or Well, gee, you know, we split the vote, blah, blah, blah. Well, look, there's uh, straight numbers. Again, I ran the numbers, Secretary of State. Democrat, 29.1. Republicans, 40.5. Third party, 30.4. That's more than the Democrats. So the independence uh, third-party NPPs are voting for Danuka. You could actually end up having, in in the general election, uh, or in the primary, first and second uh, place vote getters go to the general election. I saw back in we uh, was 18 two Democrats running for Senate, and was because we're a runoff state. Okay, so you got uh, 40 and 30.4 for third parties, which means if people go, um, I believe he's going to pull some Democrats, but you could have in the fall on the general election ballot in November, you could have a Republican, which would be Megan Dahl, versus Dr. Paul, Paul Benuca. Okay, if um, 30% of the liberty-minded uh, Republicans go towards um, Dr. Paul, well, guess what? It's then a close race between the Democrat and the Republican for second place. So this is not a situation where you're throwing your vote away to third party. This is not that scenario because the North State is is highly Republican, actually more independent-minded than Republican. But I don't think it's a problem if the vote is split because, well, look, if he does win, let's say um, the other scenarios where Democrat is the second-place vote-getter, Danuka is number one. He's going to win the North State in the general election. That's a no-brainer, okay? So that's it's a it's a prime time, an opportunity to vote third party. Um, just just by the numbers, folks. So that that's exciting. Um,
5: so we're so going you know, it sounds like.
2: <laughs> and, and, yeah, uh, if you quick, I want to make a, a slight correction. Uh, we have it for, for next uh, actually this coming up Wednesday, so it's not even a week. Uh, this coming up Wednesday, especially if you like to hear. You know, folks who are non—you know, non-party. Uh, is Daniel Burke from New Jersey. I knew it was, uh East Coast. So we're going to this, this this Wednesday. We're going across the nation to the next Coast in our interview with Daniel Burke. He is a LaRouche Independent uh, running for. I was right. He is running for Senate, uh, but he's running as um, an independent as well uh, in New Jersey, and that's Daniel Burke. We'll have on uh, this coming Wednesday. Uh, on, on the show. So looking forward to uh, having him on. And then we're going to have uh, on the Wednesday after that, uh, the 19th, uh, you know, we've got someone from the LaRouche Pack, and there will definitely be some, some interesting things here. And we'll have um, a guy, he's, uh, his name's uh, Michael Billington and he is the editor and head of the Asia desk at the executive intelligence review. Uh, which is a member of the LaRouche movement, uh, and we'll hear more about that. And we're going to talk about, you know, uh, China. We're also going to talk about uh, the, you know, space program things of that nature, and what their, you know, their, their take on uh, both of those are. So we're looking forward to, uh, to those the next couple of weeks. And of course, we'll, you know, be having our other shows covering current events. You know, of course, anything going on in politics. And not, 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 Also, pause. I'm also working on uh, waiting on hearing back. Uh, we're trying to get on the show. Uh, a gentleman, he, he wrote a book, and he uh, wrote it – I mean I've, I've heard of his – uh, he was on a podcast with Newt Gingrich, and so I was pretty fascinated uh, by it. And his uh, his name's Dr. Sinclair. Uh, he's a PhD, and he wrote a book uh, called Why We Age and Why We Don't Have To. Uh, and so we we like you know we like to talk a lot about like technologies and futuristic things here on the show as well. Uh, that's why if you go to the website at com, folks might be like, well, how can we get like a space-like background? Uh, it's because you know I am a firm supporter of the space program as well. as you know, you know, futuristic and technologies and, and things of that nature. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, get uh, Dr. Sinclair on uh, in the coming weeks uh, to have him talk about his book. But anyway, uh, go ahead, Suzette. I didn't uh, mean to interrupt, but I just wanted to correct myself on the, uh, you know, the the party. I mean, I got the name and the running for Senate, but I I think I got the – I think I said uh, Republican from uh, Delaware, but he's actually an independent from New Jersey. So (laughs) I wanted to make that correction. (laughs) Go ahead, Suzette.
5: Not a problem. Uh, I was just contributing to what both you and uh, Kelly were talking about um, as far as a win-win situation. with the independent and uh, Republican vote taking out the Democrat (laughs) vote. Um, But I I totally agree, and and I've always voted for the best candidate that I thought would you know, it didn't matter as far as who it was, registered party-wise. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of uh, third-party candidates to choose from. It's always the two-party system that we have. So... I think you will see people voting for you know viable third party candidates when they're when they're there, <laughs> and um, so I think um, uh, Dr. Paul has a lot of um, potential uh, to actually uh, win his
3: his district. So
5: yeah, that's all I wanted to add yeah. to that. <laughs>
3: well, that that was one of the first things I did was after I, I met him I. I called him a few days later, and he, you know, took the time to talk to me. Of course, we've had a few chats. Um, got to respect his time because he's busy campaigning or working at his medical practice. But I ran the numbers. First thing you do is this guy even electable? I ran the numbers. They're there, and he and his team, and he's got quite quite a bit of support in Reading. Um, his team, yeah, they ran the numbers too, and they realized, yeah, he's electable. So this mm-hmm. is in theory. You know, This is why I'm so excited about this guy, um, not just his, his policies, of course, but that an independent um, could, could actually do it. So – and I know the North State, if it's a Democrat in the general election, if the runoff comes out, Democrat versus Danoka, because the North State is liberty-minded like he is and uh, leaning conservative, he's going to win the general election. So you cannot throw your vote away this time. As that saying okay. has been spoken too many times, so yeah.
5: No, I, th- I think it's great. Uh, we sh- we need to uh, start diminishing the two party system. I would like to do away with it altogether.
2: <laughs> you know. Well, you know, well, you of- know what I I support. I, I'm, I'm a supporter of the, the the Irish system. I really like the the way they do it with their um, preferential voting. So they, mm-hmm. they they do preferential voting there, and. In Ireland, which I think that's the most representational way, and it's almost like a caucus. Funny enough, uh, you know, I mean, it's almost like a caucus where you, you, you vote your preference, so you never feel let you know. So let's say you know, for instance, you know, you have you know you know three you three different candidates, three different parties. Well, you you know mm-hmm. you put the guy who you, or, or gal you really like, and then you vote for them, and then but like but then you vote in the second slide you know for the same you know same position. Uh, the person you think might be more likely to win. And so you feel – there again, you feel like, okay, somebody I like I'm voting for, right? I mean let's give the person I really want a chance, but if they're, they're, they're not as likely, hey, I'm still voting for the, you know, my, the other one who might have a more likely uh, pick. But you're, you still walk away feeling like, yeah, yeah. I, mean, you know, I, I feel like regardless of how this goes, my vote is really counted. Uh, now we do mm-hmm. get, uh, you have know, you know, some more callers on. Push one you know, on your number dial. We may not do the full amount. Um, uh, we were going to bring in uh, some of the other callers, but they called in from California, and they want to hear the candidate. And uh, they didn't uh, stay on to hear, you know, see about any rest of the show. Is going to open it up to see if there was anything else they wanted to discuss. Uh, but we do have some callers on, so if you want to take this opportunity to uh, discuss whatever you want, we're pretty open here on, on the show. we got time. Uh, push one on your number dial. We'll get you into the show. Uh, I know I spoke with uh, Mike earlier, uh, not from California. I'd be from uh, from New York. So if there's anything uh, you want to you know, discuss this evening, uh, again, we have plenty of time. If not, you know, we were planning on this being an abbreviated version on the show. And if we don't uh, continue on for uh, that tonight, at uh, least much further. Of course, we will be back on as we are on Wednesday. Uh, that will be this coming up Wednesday at 10 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 7 p.m. Central. And, again, we'll have – uh, that candidate on Daniel Burke uh, from New Jersey, <laughs> the uh, Lewis Independent. I'm really looking forward to that because uh, he has a really positive message. You know, we haven't been we haven't heard a lot of uh, a lot of that lately. You know, um, and and that's what we need uh, need to hear. And and you know, with Hillbrand, you know, as a candidate, and that's one of the things that you know when he was brought to my attention, you know, really, you know, you know, caught my ear. Uh, And that's even even part of, you know, when I emailed uh, Daniel, you know, I said, hey, I'd like to have you on the show because, I mean, I really like the the message uh, that Mm -hmm. you put out there. It's it's real positive. It's, you know, instead of, uh, you know, about the future, you know, of America, even the future of the world and stuff like that. And and you just don't hear a lot of that um, lately. So it's good to to see that. Absolutely,
5: absolutely. Well, thank you for for hosting this. Great show, wonderful show this evening. I was very informative. Um, the man had changed my mind. I really didn't have a fixed opinion, but I was very curious uh, as to why he wanted to run and, and uh, if he was going to, his interest was in being a career politician, uh, if he was genuinely interested in helping the state uh, recover, and which would require him to put some time in as, as a politician. Uh, to, do, to do so. So I just wanted to make sure he was doing it for the right reasons. That, uh, from what I hear, um, I like what he's got to say.
3: Well, here's, okay. here's something interesting. About
2: Go ahead, Kelly. About
3: California, we have term limits.
2: Uh-huh. It's in
3: our Constitution. So as a State House Assemblyman, you can only run for three terms, which is six years. As a State House uh, Senator, only okay. run for two terms, and I think they're four-year terms. So, you know, um, so we don't have career politicians in California, except Nancy Pelosi, who <laughs> had, uh, committed a felony she tore up uh, official government documents. But that's a whole other story. But, well, yeah, we figure, uh, in
5: a sense, after all of those years, and given a person's age at the time that they start uh, running for office, uh, it could actually end up being the last part of their Life career, <laughs> you know, it ending yeah. your career as far as work. Yeah, working in the
3: workforce. Yeah. Yeah. So, California in the Constitution, they go into commentary to some degree of how they don't like career politicians. Oh, but let's limit it to uh, 80 in the Assembly and 40 in the Senate. What? <laughs> that means special <laughs> interests will control the state because they have the money to get the attention uh, of a state House representative. -hmm. That's got to be fixed. That's got to be changed. By the way, Mike, who talked earlier, he's been helping with uh, the representation lawsuit. And there's going to be a a federal hearing in federal court, I believe, March sixth. Yeah, March sixth, to see if somehow through federal, uh, the federal judicial process, we can get more um, representations in California. Because it's a joke to compete with a half a million people. For your settlement, yeah. a million people you're competing uh, for the attention of, of a state house senator. This, you know, yeah. okay, let's look at New Hampshire. Okay, New Hampshire, the representation ratio is the best in the country. It's one to 3,500. 3,500. So what does that mean? It means um, it doesn't cost much to run. You're talking face to face and connecting with people. You're getting out in the community. Um, there's quite a high turnover, which is like term limits, um, and so the people are more heard in New Hampshire than in California. They call New Hampshire the free state. Well, they don't have helmet laws. You don't have to buy car insurance. You can introduce jury nullification as a defense in a trial court. What does that mean? Wow. You, as, uh, the, the, the defense attorney can tell the jury you can vote your conscience. You may disagree with the law. And you can vote your conscience. Say, you know what? Mm-hmm. Nobody was harmed. This this law is bogus, not guilty. If you yep. introduce – if you try to introduce jury nullification, that's what it's called, jury nullification. Mm-hmm. If you try to introduce jury nullification in California, forget it. I mean, the uh, objection, the judge will say, oh, sustained. You can't talk about jury nullification here. Yeah, might so I've, been kick, I've, been, I've been kicked – I've been kicked – yeah, I was kicked off the jury because I knew about jury nullification. Well, yeah, Summerlin versus Stewart, Duncan versus mm-hmm. Louisiana. You know, wow. yeah, I know about jury nullification. They kicked me off the jury. I was in, like juror number seven. They kicked me off because mm-hmm. I knew about jury nullification.
1: Yeah,
3: and wow. and and Thomas, yeah, Thomas Jefferson said he wrote this letter to Thomas Paine. He wrote, "I consider trial by jury as the only anchor ever yet imagined by man, by which a government can be held." to the principles of its constitution. This means the common man can say, it's not guilty, I don't like this law. And in mm-hmm. the 1800s, in the, 1800s, the legislatures of the states were having to repeal laws because the jury kept nullifying a laws. Not guilty, nobody's harmed. And so you can see what representation does in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. It's limiting the power and size of the government by the jury box, right. that hopefully then we won't have to go to the bullet box. We got the ballot box, exactly. the jury box, and the bullet box. So, yeah, it, it, you know, that's what representation does. And one
2: what, what yeah. thing I
5: want to uh, go ahead. Susanna. I am sorry, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say real quick. That's where Patrick Henry's the, the old "Give me liberty or give me death" uh, speech had come in with. Uh, it was at the same time, as the jury nullification issue was a big thing. I'm so, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, Patrick oh. Henry he he wrote, um, "Why do we love this trial by jury? Because I know that my my citizens will protect me from an oppressive government." That's a paraphrase quote, but he knew it.
5: Mhm, mhm. I, I just wanted to bring that to a bit of his, history in and and how that fit in. So, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you.
2: Oh no, that's uh, you know very you know very well. Now, one of the things I want to uh, do before closing things out for this evening, I do have an audio uh, that I'm going to play, and this is going to, you know, what I, I mentioned. I watched this video; it's very short. It's only about four minutes, four minutes twenty five seconds, uh, with our guest on for next week. And I listened to the video, and I mean, it really resonated with me. It's again, you know, it's not a lot said, but just you know, with the the, the positive. Uh, you know the, the positive outlook. Uh, you know that he talks about. You know, it just it really caught my ear because again, you know, we, we don't hear a lot about that, uh, and so I really want to, uh, you know, really put that out there for you know, for folks. But let me go ahead and get this keyed up for you because uh, you know, I'll play this audio for us.
6: Hey, everyone. Welcome back. We're here in Wildwood, New Jersey, for President Trump's rally. It's Heather Mullins with America's Voice News. And with me, I found a U.S. Senate candidate out here, Daniel Burke. Now, Daniel, that was an impressive uh, uh, Beethoven cover that you guys just did. I mean, it's campaign and a show. Uh, Explain to me, what was that all about? Uh,
0: Well, this is my chorus of volunteers, uh, supporters from all over New Jersey, and uh, we're singing beethoven last year was beethoven's 250th anniversary it's 250th anniversary of his birth and this is a year where we should think like beethoven cuz he was totally creative totally optimistic and that's what the future really demands today and i think that president trump has given us an opportunity to think that way again which maybe we haven't really thought this way since john kennedy mm-hmm.
6: Now as far as your platform for U.S. Senate, what yeah. do you bring to to residents of New Jersey? Why should they or why should they vote for you?
0: So, here's the here's the title of my statement that we're getting out thousands of copies of this today. End the coup, colonize Mars. Okay? Because the concept here, I start with a little quote from President Trump at Davos where he said, "This is a time for tremendous hope and joy and optimism and action." If we really want people to be optimistic, we should be thinking about the next 30 years, not merely November 2020. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: in order to do that, we should look at the great usefulness or the great potential of New Jersey's scientific background. At Princeton Plasma Physics Laboratory, they're working on thermonuclear fusion, which if we could control this, then we would have power over what goes on inside of the sun, and there would just be an incredible increase of our power over nature. It would totally transform our economy. If we fight for the space program for colonizing Mars, it's going to make similar breakthroughs in science and technology, which is going to just completely revive the U.S. economy.
6: Yeah, I know. And I think for a lot of people that don't have the background in the science and technology, right, like we're aware it's, it's, it's advancing so rapidly. Yeah. I mean, President Trump has already created the United States Space Force. I mean, that's pretty telling in terms of where we're going uh, as far as the technology. So what are
0: your thoughts on that, the Space Force? I was uh, I was at the uh, the Student Action Summit yep. uh, for Turning Point. I saw America's Voice there. Yep. Yep. And uh, the, the biggest cheer that Trump got when he spoke to 1,500 high schoolers and college students was for the Space Force. And it was not because the kids there want to fight war in space. It's because they want the future. Now, what's really not discussed, and I raised it in my statement here, a lot of people don't even realize that President Trump's Artemis program. NASA is now pursuing a project that will get human beings going around the moon in 2022. And in 2024, in the last year of his second term, human beings will walk on the moon. And some of the astronauts, including the female astronaut who will be the first woman to walk on the moon, graduated about two weeks ago. So this is the kind of thing which, if people got an idea of this, I think My campaign is organized around going to young people in particular and saying this is a proof that this whole pessimistic, cynical, environmentalist, you know, uh, depopulation campaign that is being pushed by people like Greta Thunberg, Michael Bloomberg, and uh, Mark Carney at the Bank of England, this thing is idiotic. Let's just, you know, let's just sweep it away and let's get thinking about the real future.
6: Awesome, awesome. So where can people go to? I'll learn
0: a little bit more about your campaign. Okay, go to com. It's uh, the, the digit four. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Easy places to get me, especially on Twitter. And uh, sign up with my campaign and come out and, and help us. We're having a major town hall on February 15th. And we've had, a, I think, definitely the largest presence of any Senate campaign here at the Trump rally. We have about 25 volunteers out here. It's been great. So
6: please join us. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Again, we have Daniel, oh, is it Daniel Burke. That's right. Awesome. Thank you so much. We're...
1: Hmm. All right, folks. Something and that really is like the gentleman
2: to... that we are going to uh, have next week. So definitely looking forward to uh, having him on.
5: I can totally see why you like it or like him, the Space Force. And, uh. Space. Oh, that's right up your alley. As soon as I oh space, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll tell you what. I I may
2: have to try to see if I can become a resident of New Jersey just so I can vote for him. <laughs> so, so I'm pretty so I'm pretty yeah so pretty excited. Uh, I'm pretty excited to have him on. Uh, and I'm definitely gonna be following his campaigns as, as well. Uh, you know, you know he you know, he definitely sounds like a Republican, but he's an you know independent. So again, I mean, that would be for you know folks in New Jersey. You know, it's New Jersey, right? I mean, you're not going to get a lot mm-hmm. of Republicans in New Jersey. So you know, put put your support around someone who uh, obviously the guy supports you know the president. I mean, he's you know he's at his rally, right? And so he talks mm-hmm. about all the and the positive and the optimism. See, I mean, that's and that's what we need. And I don't think the Democrats are really. Offering a lot of optimism i, I just don't think no, they're, they're not. Tired. um,
5: they sound tired. this guy's energetic. he's ready to go
2: <laughs> you know uh
5: and you
3: can hear I got it I gotta, you know Robert i I was like, hey, somebody wants him because somebody wants to go to the moon, which would be Robert and by the way, do you know when the first Apollo mission landed on the moon, do you know who was the most happy?
2: Who was that?. <laughs>
3: Women all over the world, because if you can put one man on the moon, why can't you put them
2: all? Uh, <laughs> you know. Well, remember though the reasons. I mean, this is the Artemis pro. I mean, you do know why the one of the reasons why this is called the Artemis program.
3: Uh, Artemis would probably be Latin or some type.
2: Well, Ar- well, Artemis is actually the twin sister of Apollo, and since this is a uh, mission that's going to have the first female. Um, Stepping foot on the moon, the, mm-hmm. there you have the Artemis program.
1: Oh, <laughs> so there you have it, All twin right.
2: sister to twin sister to Apollo, and it's, she's going to be the the, the first woman to walk on the moon. But anyway, at this time, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and take closing comments uh off, and we'll go with uh, you, Suzette. Speaking of uh, Artemis and uh, the women, so of course uh, you'll go first, and then Kelly, and then I will close things out. Uh, I had a lot of fun tonight. Um, you know, I think I have a lot of fun a lot of our shows, but I do have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, you know, looking forward to having our guest uh, next week, and uh, and hope this uh, th- this episode will be, you know, helpful for your candidate, Kelly. Go ahead, uh, Suzette.
5: Oh, uh, closing thoughts. Well, uh, don't be afraid to vote for somebody that you think lines up with what you would like to see the direction of the country going. Our, um, the only way we're going to break out of this two-party system of, well, I guess I'll have to hold my breath and vote for this one because I definitely don't like that one or prevent you from voting at all, uh, as if we change the system, and so you're going to have to take that chance. And so, you know, independents may I, – I like to think that uh, there are conservative independents that have um, that are out there running, and I consider uh, Dr. Paul and the gentleman from New Jersey who's running a conservative independent um, because of their they line up a lot with the Republican Party but they're they're not fully on you know, in the boat. So, um so that's good. Consider viable candidates that line up with you and don't be afraid to vote. Back to you, Robert.
2: Thank you very much. I I appreciate you coming on uh, for our special edition of uh Barge Logic uh political talk here on Friday evening. Uh go ahead, Kelly.
3: Yeah, Barge Logic every Wednesday, seven PM uh California time, ten o'clock East Coast. Um I might come back next week. Well, okay, I've been doing this for years. All right, <clears throat> but, yeah, Robert, I appreciate your flexibility to bring on uh, Dr. Paul Vanuka And, uh, I, you know, I'm getting texts from uh, friends that I referred to to the show, and they're like, I like him. Cool, great, you know, all sorts of uh, positive reviews uh, Good, Paul hearing it in person. So I encourage people, you know, you can download this, splash it around the web. Um <clears throat> yeah, so it, it it's just uh it's time folks, it's time to go third party without fear here in the North State Assembly uh district number 1. And uh <clears throat> every every uh you know, little phone call, little, little talk, an email helps a candidate. So uh, people people might not think their influence is very much, but I have seen it when people get together. I've had victories over the years. And uh, yeah, just a little thing, a little here, a little there, a little five minutes, send a send a text to somebody. Uh, you know, I like the Nuka, or, you know, I'd like to send all the women to the to the moon. Um <laughs> <kidding>. Yeah,
2: nah, <laughs> not all of them. Oh, yeah. Just the liberal ones. And, and not even yeah, all of you them, see. just depend. But
0: <laughs> well, you, know yeah. you know what they but,
2: say? Uh, you know what you, they say, Kelly? You know what they say? They, they, you date a liberal you marry a conservative <laughs> interesting all right
3: that is, well yeah I, you know i joke around i joke around a lot and, and stuff and it helps me deal with the political mess we're in but anyway but yeah robert thanks for being flexible because it does take a lot of work in the background that you know it took to bring for me to bring paul on the show and, and just the background work and you're the last half hour you're going crazy and so you've been doing this for years and So once again, I got, well, Suzette, you got your own, show. you know what it takes. So I appreciate your, you know, knowing what it takes myself several times bringing guests on. I see, Robert, all the efforts you do, and I really appreciate that.
2: Oh, you're welcome. It's, uh, you know, I'm glad to do it. I I wish I could do more. (laughs) Maybe, maybe years from now, we're still doing the show and I'm not, you know, I'm retired and my my daughter's all way out, uh, you know, on her own and. I'm crying because I, that's the case now. I'm just kidding, but uh, well, maybe not. But anyway, <laughs> I'll have more more time. A, you know, I tell people. I said, uh, you know, for for me at least. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I do love doing the show. I do love you know, being politically involved. But my number one passion, though, is is being a dad. And you know, when she's out on her own, I'm be like, okay, now this is all kind of minutia. But anyway, oh, <laughs> like, I'd love to do it all over again. <laughs> I'd love to do the whole dad thing all over again. Start from scratch. Give me, give me a baby. But um, anyway, so well, uh, you no, know, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, you know, the the weeks that you have. I'm looking forward. Uh, this, this year might uh you know, you know, be a good one, we get some, get some folks on again. Optimism, positive. Uh, you know, that's one of the reasons I'm really excited to have uh, have him on. Uh, and so, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, close things out myself. Uh, looking forward to that. And we will, of course, uh, end tonight, as I do every episode, and that is with uh, the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And, and while she's not doing music anymore, she is doing art, and hopefully one day I'll be able to afford a piece of her art because <laughs> it's like two grand or something for a painting or something like that, Um but it will it's, it'll be it'll still be cool to have, so maybe one of these years. But, but by the time I can afford it, she'll probably be doing something else <laughs> art-wise. <laughs> so cause first she was singing, and now she she does art. And um, But anyway, maybe we'll try, try to get her back on the show, but I don't know if she's doing that. Just like uh, uh, Virgil Goode, he's 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 kind of hard to get a hold of. I think he, he might be walking, walked away. I can't speak for him. I don't know. I'm just speculating. Um, he may have walked away from, from politics. We we've, we've tried to get him back on. Especially when all those things were going on in, in Virginia, uh, and unfortunately I haven't heard back uh, from him, so I think he might just be like, you know, I've done uh, done politics for a long time. I'm I think I'm gonna you know, be done. I don't know. It was a total specul total totally speculation. I mean, I know that what happened with uh, with Condoleezza Rice. I mean, gosh, what the way uh, her and, and and Bush were uh, back when she was the um, National Security Advisor. And then she uh, was the Secretary of State for a while. Uh, I mean, just all all the lambasting that that, that she had to, to live through. I mean, that really turned her off uh, to politics, and and that's unfortunate. I think that's a lot. I know I'm going off the tangent a little bit, but but that's a loss to us all because I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, you guys heard me say this before. I mean, it would have been great to have a Gingrich Rice, uh, you know, take it. You know, I mean, I just think you know, as presidents go, I think she would have been a great. Uh, I think she would have made a great president, you know, myself, Condoleezza Rice. But, I mean, you don't even uh, hear from her anymore. I wish she would have gotten her dream, though, of being the football commissioner, but I, I don't think that's going to um, do that. And, I mean, I really don't hear anything about her anymore, unfortunately. But, anyway, uh, we'll close tonight. Uh, give me off of a tangent. I'll talk your ear off. And, uh, folks, uh, again, I appreciate it. Uh, Kelly, keep me posted on uh, his campaign. Um, I'm definitely interested in hearing how that goes and uh certainly you know would welcome and would like to have him back on and give us some updates but uh thank you very much everyone uh, I'm going to go eat dinner now and have a good night
3: good night folks